And I got a lot of like backlash um, from people who felt like I was glamorizing. They, and they said this exact term, you're glamorizing sex work. And I'm like, well, from my perspective, it was pretty fucking glamorous. <laughs> I mean, we drive really nice cars and we wear Chanel and I have some really nice clients. Some of them are politicians. I don't know. It's kind of glamorous <laughs> over here. But first, a word from our sponsors. Beducated.com teaches you real sex techniques using real people, not just diagrams and pussy puppets. Get 70% off an annual membership with code MANHOR at Beducated.com. That's code MANHOR at B-E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D.com. Or click the link in the show notes. It's the vibrator that has no equal. And now, Motor Bunny offers their thrusting sex machine, the Motor Bunny Buck. Enjoy a fan whore discount at manwhorepod.com slash motorbunny or use promo code manwhore at checkout. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Manwhore Podcast. Shout out to all the stripper tippers, the hooters cooters, and the sex work glamorizers. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Whoa, I've got a doozy of a guest this week, everybody. I have got on the woman behind the thread, the inspiration for the movie, the Asia King, a.k.a. Zola. I am so excited to finally share my conversation with her, with y'all, in just a little bit. But first, I haven't said this since pre-Panny, but show date? Singular? Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I would prefer all of y'all don't come. So that's why I'm ambushing you a day before tomorrow, Thursday uh, the 10th. I'm going to be in uh, Hagerstown, Maryland. Featuring at the Meinl Schmidt Distillery at 6.30 p.m. Meinl Schmidt. Am I performing for Nazis? I'm not really sure. But if I am, gosh, I hope no one's taking pictures. You know how it is. Cancel culture. We can't even perform for Nazis anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing my first like legit road gig in the post quar. I've done a few shows here and there, like here in New York City, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes here and there. Honestly, like, you know, was not super excited to just get back out into the rat race of stand up. I don't even know this world anymore. No, not like the world. Like, I don't know the stand up world. You know, I, I don't know where the mics are. I don't know where the shows are. There are all these names of people who were who moved to New York City during all of this, right? You know, a, a lot of us left. There was an exodus. It was like, oh no, who can afford this rent? And there were a bunch of people who've been saving up from Cincinnati, like, now's my time. So we'll see how that goes. But hey, you know, if you're if you're in that Maryland, the Hagerstown area, feel free to come on out. I'll be the dude in the corner with a mask and a notebook looking terrified because I don't know if this is an open carry state. Maryland, it's one of those states. It's like south enough you see guns, but it's, it's north enough I kind of feel safe. I remember pulling over in Alabama once to get uh, gas, and I was like, I really shouldn't say the name Bernie Sanders out loud. <laughs> well, I'll let you all know next week how it goes. Before I get to my guest this week, Zola, I want to read a couple of emails I got from you all. Uh, the first one, very unexpected, actually. 
a very unexpected update. Many of y'all tuned into episode 400 of the Man Whore Podcast, Whose Mouth Is It Anyway, where I uh, <laughs> I took a, uh, a questioningly monogamous couple and I blindfolded the fella, and then I asked him to guess his girlfriend's blowjob out of a lineup. It's just the type of fun we like to do here at the Man Whore Podcast from time to time. Anyways, he wrote in, hey, Billy. Although it is probably a little unexpected, I thought I'd shoot you an email to give you a bit of an update on C and I since being guests on your podcast. I forget which fake name I gave her, so I'm just going to call her C. Um, I feel like the podcast was a great experience for the both of us and really helped us to branch out and explore our relationship more fully. Last month, we decided on a whim to attend our first play party at a play party whose name I don't like to say out loud anymore uh, here in Manhattan. We were lucky to have gotten there a bit early with some other couples who were at about the same point in exploration as as us and went on to have one of my most enjoyable sexual experiences with someone who was not C. I had a hard time grappling with whatever societal implication there was in that, but I felt really loved and supported by C that night. Although admittedly, she said her first reaction was, shit, how do I do better? (laughs) Those who listened in know she's quite competitive sexually. Um, She had some group and individual scenes as well, but it was clearly not as much her cup of tea as I think it was mine. We were lucky enough to have another weekend together a few weeks later, and we went back to trashy club name I don't say to try and understand better the things we both enjoyed about the first week. We unfortunately didn't meet anyone that we really connected with the second time, and while we played around a bit, you know, it was lackluster compared to our first experience. She was looking for more of an emotional connection than she found on either of our outings, but she views them both positively. I may end up going back at some point by myself, because I'm curious how I would feel without her there. Since these adventures, C has found a co-worker who has become both an emotional and intimate partner. I thought I would have a negative reaction to hearing about them having sex, but that really wasn't the case. We've had a lot of conversations through the process that has made me feel empowered and loved the whole time along. I am honestly happy she is enjoying herself, and I think it is a great example of compersion, a word you taught me. I trust her and she trusts me, and I think this whole process has only made us know and love each other more. She is currently finishing the book Polysecure, and I am just starting it, and it has helped us build a framework for these conversations as we move forward. I'm not sure exactly where their adventures await us, but the next big step for sure on the docket is YSW at Hedonism 2 in Jamaica this March. Ooh, Jamaica. Sincerely, from someone who is very grateful and more in love with his girlfriend than ever, Alex. Oh, don't we love that, everybody? Look, I took a, I took an almost monogamous couple. I slutted them up a bit. And look, they're off in the world going to fuck parties and having separate sexual encounters. Mm, gosh, love corrupting the youth. Uh, <laughs> Alex, see, I'm glad y'all are doing well. I'm glad you're thriving and, and figuring out ways to, you know, enjoy a vast amount of pleasure both with each other and without. That's what life's all about, babies. Let's do it. Uh, I got another message from a new Patreon member. Uh, She is a a new member of the Peep Show, which is our super slutty, sex-positive, fun group chat we have for $10 and up members. Melissa writes, hello, Billy. This is Miss Melissa. Thanks for the shout-out. I wasn't expecting to hear it when I did. 
I blushed and gushed a bit. I'm super interested in getting past the velvet ropes of the peep show, so here I am. Also, I just want to thank you for all that you do on your podcast. I started listening to you last year when I was going through a dark time. I've been a sex worker for seven years, and my personal life struggles a bit at times. I am such the Venusian, erotically charged woman. I would like to be proud and happy and open about what I do with my family and friends. Unfortunately, it's too much for them to handle, and so the lies are constant. It just fucks with my being and makes me feel shitty and fake. If only they knew I'm sparing them, and myself to be honest, the worry and the judgments I'm sure they don't want to have of me. Oh, the stigma. So when I came across Manhor and all its sex positivity, your openness, your interest in sex work, the honesty, the comedy, and awesome guests, it was the breath of fresh air I needed. You have coated me with all your charms, and I adore your soul. Thank you. And here's a little titty shake to which she... Once she got on the peep show, right? Boom, boom, boobs. Thanks you for sharing the boobs with us, Melissa. Um, I'm happy to keep sharing the show with you. And uh, many thanks for supporting the pod with your doll hairs. Every dollar counts, people. Uh, and if you want to shoot me an email with your comments, your questions, your criticisms, maybe even your titty pictures, uh, you can send any and all that over to manhorpod at gmail.com. Before I get to my guest this week, Zola, let's just do a quick fan whore appreciation moment. I'm in the mood. This is the part of the podcast where I have to give a quick shout out to some of the members of my fan whore community on Patreon. Uh, right now, I want to say thank you so much to Evan Blaze, a uh, new enthusiastic peep show edition. Mm, buddy, keep rocking those outfits. Uh, keep slinging that cock in the group chat. Thank you so much for sharing. Thanks for supporting the pod. And I also want to say a big thank you to Marcos Marty, a man who will say is a well-traveled. He knows what I mean. Hope you caught an eyeful in the peep show while you were in there. Hey, you probably saw Blaze. The, the way he frames everything, it is quite quite an eyeful. Uh, thanks again for supporting the podcast, man. And you too can join us in the peep show if you want, or just support the pod for $2 a month. You can do any and all of that on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. And now for this week's guest, Zola. Um, I, I probably a few months back uh, before the whole Omicron wave, while I was still going into movie theater things, you know, I saw this. I told you all I saw a movie called Zola and I told you all that it blew my dick off. It was hilarious. It was well written. It was well acted. And it was it was like such an absurd thriller and it was also a hundred percent believable to me <laughs> you know and it's but very believable because it happened uh the movie zola is based off of a viral 2015 twitter thread she wrote this like massive like i don't know 140 something tweet thread this is before like there were threads and she was like threading these tweets together to tell this crazy stripper story well, they ended up turning the story into a movie, and the movie is phenomenal. You can stream it now on Hulu, uh, I think Showtime anytime as well. And I was very fortunate. I was uh, I was uh, tweeting at Zola, and she was going to be in town. I was like, hey, you want to come do, uh, do a little podcasting? And she was all about it. So much fun. I thought that was like the big stripper story. Like that was her wild story. 
turns out that was just the beginning of what she would end up calling um the Thodacy, which is cute, cute name I like. Um, folks, y'all strap the fuck in. You're in for a treat. Let's go hear some wild stripper stories with the Zola. The Man War Podcast is proud to be sponsored by the Motor Bunny. Oof, long time I've been talking about the Motor Bunny. What has it been, like five, six years I've been talking about this thing? It's the most powerful vibrator you will ever own. It's basically like a boat engine with a dildo on top. It's a ride-on-top saddle-style vibrator um, that just, holy shit. Like, I own two of them. I have a huge fantasy of uh, one day doing, like, a dueling banjos with the vibrations, you know? Like, I I get one motor bunny in me. She gets a motor bunny in her. We take each other's remote controls, and we do, like, a little... <laughs> this is this is an insane toy and it's well worth the investment. Motor Bunny has given the fan whore nation $40 off their order when they use promo code manwhore at checkout. Valentine's Day is right around the corner and nothing says I love you like a super powerful sleek vibrator. That you can even control with Bluetooth from your phone. No need to get up off the couch to get her off. You know what I mean? So one more time, use promo code manwhore at motorbunny.com. And then just shoot me an email and say, um, Billy, thank you. And I'll just be like, yo, you know what? You're not even welcome. Like, have a great time. Motorbunny.com. Let's get to the show. Yes, I was thinking I was going to maybe stay a couple more days. It's just Do it. When I come, every time I come to New York, I just like never want to leave. Yeah. But I I left the kids with my mom, so she she's like, uh, "Come get your kids, girl." <laughs> Get your kids. <laughs> this isn't a daycare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's um, over it. She's over it. Would you um would you come out here to dance uh back before? I've never danced here. Yeah. No, never. Is there like a reason for that? Is 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 New York not a stripping mecca? I don't um it you know what it is. However, for me I've never tried to dance here because all the girls that I see that dance here are like not are very shapely. <laughs> Like the clubs are very like they like them like that, so I'm like, yeah, that's probably not my scene. It's not my audience. That's not, they don't want me in there. I don't think. I have a minimal frame of reference. I've been to, I've, I've gone like for entertainment once to a strip club. Yeah, and I was like, it was I was 21. Like ever. Ever, yeah. I mean, what? I've gone for like work. Like a publicist will be like one of the my porn chicks, or she's dancing. Can you want to come hang out at yeah. the table? But like to go, like get a dance and stuff. It was like what? Yeah, I was twenty, and like some chick I was sleeping with was like, "I want to take you to first club," and it was yeah. like New Orleans, and Ooh. and she buys me a lap dance, Ooh. and I'm like very tw- like twenty one, respectful, nervous, being like, <laughs> "Okay, I don't want to get yelled at." I heard there are places yeah. I shouldn't touch, so I'm sitting yeah. there, and I'm like keeping everything very like exterior, like the outside of the thigh. <laughs> The outside of like the sh- outside of a shoulder, right? And then it's done. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. I didn't have to pay for it, so I'm not mad. Right. And and my friend, she goes, wow, she must have liked you because she let you touch a lot. And oh, I was just like, if that's a lot, this isn't for me. No way. What club was this? See, I danced in um, North Carolina. And it was like that. It was like a completely different lot because I started dancing in Detroit, obviously. Yeah. And so in Detroit, like. Those clubs, they've kind of changed now, but it's like anything goes. Like, I would be giving dances and guys would be scared to touch me, and I'd grab their hand, like, 
put it here. <laughs> like, it's okay. But then when I danced in North Carolina, it was like absolutely not. Like, we'd get fined, like $500 if we let someone touch our inner thigh. Like, if someone grabs your breast for too long, security would like kick them out. It was like intense. I was like, oh, I can't dance here, honey. This, what? I don't know what's going on. It's a fine to touch the inner thigh. Yeah, it's a fine. Bad censorship. I was like, what? <laughs> and the girls were like, yeah, well, we, they still made money, but I was like, I don't understand it. Like, what's that? What's the point of getting a dance? There's like no contact. I'm confused. On my side, I go like, that's just a lot of money to spend because not for nothing a happy ending massage isn't right? that much more of a right? multiplier at that point i'd be like you know if a dance is like 60 i'd rather pay 200 and get for a hand real. job at the end of this and so it's like and like i said i started dancing in detroit so like that we had vip rooms and that's what was going on in there for 200 bucks you can go you know handle your business but yeah other cities are just like completely different i don't know when you got when you first started stripping, like like was it difficult to like take in all the rules and protocol and etiquette and not really. So I started a handbook. Right. No, just experience. I started dancing on my eighteenth birthday. Like on my birthday at midnight, I went to the club and was like, I wanna dance. And he's like, How old are you? I'm like, eighteen an hour ago. I wanna dance. <laughs> and he's like, Okay. And he let me dance like that night. He's like, Okay, you're cute. I'm like, Okay. So, I don't know, I kind of got the hang of it rather quickly. I had friends who were already dancing, though. Since I was working, like, at Hooters, a lot of the Hooters girls danced at Mm -hmm. night. So, and they were all, I was, like, the youngest. They were all, like, 21 and 22. So, I already kind of was a little versed on that realm. Did you have, like, a bunch of, were there people you had, like, questions for? Or did you just kind of be quiet and try to Yeah, I just, I'm an observer. Mm -hmm. I just like to act like I already know what I'm doing and then just learn, like, through the experience. But I never, like, had any, like, any questions for any of my friends, no. They just, like, tell me stories or tell me things and I just pick up on it. Like, so that's what I'm not going to do. Got it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is there anything that was, like, a huge shock to the system? Um, dancing? Not really. I mean, I guess, like I said, I started dancing in Detroit. So I have to specify that because our those clubs are so different than other clubs. Like, there really was no rules. So to see, like, you'd walk up to a guy and he'd like be like, oh, I just want to get straight to business. So just how much for me to, and I'm like, really? You can like sit, that's, that's a thing in here? And the girls are like, yeah, just set your price, girl. I'm like, what? Okay. So that was a bit... As adjust to that. And then like just the the range the price range, like the difference. Like some girls would be like fifty bucks for a blow job. And I'm like, no fucking way. And then other girls are like five thousand dollars. And I'm like, no fucking way. Ah, you were also like, so, like you were also like, that's not fair either. I'm like, what can we meet in the middle? Like a little fifteen hundred or something? I don't know, girl. Like you guys are insane. Like you guys know your clients. Wow. Well, it's a good time to say right now, I'm sitting with uh the woman behind the threads. Zola. Hello, (laughs) hello. Thanks for coming on. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it's just wild. I like that you, there was an upper price range. You were like, I, in good conscience, could not accept five grand. I'm like, geez, for a blowjob? It would have to be at least two blowjobs for five grand. I don't want to rip you off. Can I come a couple days this week? And you're just like, I don't know. That was just, yeah. (laughs) And are you, do you still dance now? No, I stopped dancing um a few years ago like i said i started doing the cam thing so i was a cam girl after i had a little cam show after um and i was making like more money than i did in the club so i was just like you know so it's been i've been retired a few years retired yeah she's a retired dancer but i'll do like a one night only if 
I could be like, you know. Like a headliner. Right. Put my name in lights or something. I'll bring They do that though, right? My, yeah, they do. But and then you're also you're doing like you're doing porn now though, also. Yes. You're doing OnlyFans. Yes, yes. Part part of the crew. You also started pandemic OnlyFans. I did. I did. I went from Camin to the OnlyFans. I don't know, it was just more consistent, I feel like. When I was camming, it was like a, a tip-based thing. And then um, when I like really started posting on, on OnlyFans, it just like, it was a thing. And it was so much more consistent. And it was just, like I was paying my bills on time. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna stay over here. Yeah. So, you know. And you hear about people who just like, you know, some chick who's a mechanic, no following, and like in a week is is making some money. Yeah. But you, you know, you're... You're already Zola, right? At that point, yeah, it kind of that that helped. That helps. They kind of just transferred over. I didn't know so many people wanted to watch me have sex, but I mean, they they're loving being here. So I'm pretty sure everyone who's been at the strip club and seen you naked was also like, I would also watch her have sex yeah. if that were available, right? Now they know. <laughs> yeah. Now I, what was it like to to go back to the clubs after the thread went viral? Um. So I was recognized like every time um the the other entertainers they actually like kind of they they would give me flowers they were like they were very appreciative um they would always want to come and be like you know thank you for sharing you know a, a stripper like a sex worker story so candidly but also so accurately mm -hmm. they were appreciative of that because a lot of times the stories whether in the club or not just based on sex work period they're not told from the perspective of a sex worker right. so they're always a little inaccurate and you can tell or they're like they're super just dramatized or it's just so far from the truth so anytime i'd go to the club they would really you know point that out and want to talk about that and like thank me for that so i like it i like the like i said i like them giving me flowers <laughs> were clients recognizing you as well Yes. <laughs> like, were you able to like charge a little premium, like the Zola premium? Yes, and I would get I would get clients who have been like my regulars for a long time. That's when I was like, I think I I don't think I can do this anymore. Mm. They um they would say to me like, please don't tell about any of our experiences, and I'm like, <laughs> dude, they're like you're told everything. Please just don't mention my name. Don't tweet that was your right. version of like, please don't tell this on a podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's wild. Like, yeah, I won't tell. I probably will, but you know. <laughs> It, it, it's so wild to me. I didn't even realize, um, you know, because I saw the movie and first before I actually read the thread. Mm -hmm. And when I was sitting there in the theater, I was thinking two things. I was thinking, um, because you talked about how the girls said, like, thanks for telling it, like, accurately and from our POV. But it was like, if you don't know any hoes in your life, yeah. this seems like a really awesome thriller movie. The heightening, like the movie really heightens and heightens and your the story heightens and heightens right. as it as you went deeper into the night. But I was just like, if you if you know this world at all, it's either like you 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 know this chick, you've heard of this chick, or you are this chick. Literally. I was like, it kept getting more insane, and at no point in the movie was I like, this didn't happen. Like right. I was always like, this is a hundred percent believable based on the world I know. Right? How was it for you to have watched the movie first and then the thread? I don't hear that often. Well, I heard about the thread from finding out about the movie okay and then i was like okay i'll check this out and so like it was actually cool to know it was real because if i didn't if i went to the theater and didn't know this was a real story i would have just been like oh that they wrote a pretty wild yeah. but like believable sex work story yeah but like it was cool to know that it was real um and then to see it afterwards was also wild um it's also weird to like read things as tweets yeah you know i don't think anyone's optioned a twitter thread before never they we didn't even know how to like go about it they 
weren't sure how to like how do you own tweet like twitter owns tweets like how do you be like we're about to make this a movie they didn't know how to do that and so um and it actually kind of bothered me because i'm like well push the envelope like i'm the first make it make it make it a thing Mm -hmm. make me the first but instead of pushing the envelope they saved themselves by making the source material based off of the rolling stone article i did okay which it kind of bothered me in my spirit but you know it was a loophole well because i didn't write the rolling stone article i wrote twitter threads so for my movie to say in the credits based on rolling stone article written by david kushner i'm like but he didn't Right, you know, yeah. like you see what I mean. So it kind of it bothered me for a while. It still does because I'm like, why does he get so much credit? But they had to credit him because he's the journalist that wrote the Rolling Stone article. Mm. But I'm like, why we, can't you? Why couldn't you option? The, what, what was the the what was the logistical thing? That's that the thing. Work? I'm not sure what they like. They just really didn't know how to own tweets. Like, how who owns the? Give tweets? me a piece of paper, and I will sign over my tweets to you. Right. <laughs> like, and so, and I did. I signed uh, not necessarily the tweets. I signed the story, so to speak. That's what. The, yeah. So you know, when it comes to this story, they own it completely, which is totally fine because I have a million more. So <laughs> uh, they own the story in itself. So I was like, "Is that not enough?" Like I, I don't know, but yeah, that's how they how they went about it. I also didn't realize, like again, reading the thread or or seeing the flick, I, I didn't even realize that there was, you know. You, you took some liberties in, in the thread, which I didn't yeah. realize till I, I basically, I read the Rolling Stone piece last. That okay. was the last thing I saw. Okay. And I was like, oh, there was a little, okay. But then there yeah. was, I was even more impressed because like now there's clearly craft right. to involved in here. She, yes. You, you had done a couple drafts. You had put I out did. the story. No one cared. And then you, you or it didn't take off in the way. And then right. you were like, let me add some sprinkle stuff. And yeah. Boom. And it's crazy because even with me, t- so... The first time I told about that weekend was actually on like Tumblr. I used to run a nude blog and back when you could be nude on Tumblr, the good days, I had came home and like the day I got home, I wrote about it, but I didn't write about like it wasn't funny. It was I was still kind of traumatized. And so I was just like. Like I like I used to use Tumblr as like my diary. So think of me like writing in my diary. So everyone was like, oh, are you okay? Like it was like that kind of energy. So then like six months later, I had told my Facebook family and friends like this really shitty experience happened to me. And same response. They were like, oh, my God, are you okay? And so once I finally processed it, I was like, okay, I think now I'm gonna bring it to Twitter. Because Twitter takes nothing serious. Like you could be like the world's ending and Twitter's gonna be like LMFAO, we're all gonna die. <laughs> like, okay, but no, for real. So I wasn't ready to laugh about it just yet. So once I got to that point, then that's when I told it on Twitter and they laughed about it. It happened. But the, but what were like some of the elements that were like not what were the exaggerated portions? Uh so with her boyfriend, um uh Jarrett in the story, he did not jump off the balcony, but he did throw he did do the whole run and stop thing several times. Oh, that's annoying. And he yeah, he did. <laughs> it's annoying. He did. And he was like he did slap himself and punch himself. He did all yeah. that, but he just didn't jump off. But he might as well. I mean, he was like running and stuff. We're like, oh my God, what you, what's going on with you? So I over-exaggerated that. Um, no one got shot. Um, there, there were guns in the, in the room that mm-hmm. happened, but none of them, they didn't shoot each other. That didn't happen. Um, 
honestly that was that was like that was it yeah everything else was pretty true to experience but even those those things it's like that was all super believable to me right i was like i could see that as a wild fucking week yeah. i've heard wilder weekends with cocaine involved you no, know for I mean? real. It's like, me too you know, it's, it's nuts um <laughs> but they showed that there was like you know like craft and writing yeah. in there and that just really came from since i was tweeting i was like live tweeting this like there this wasn't written anywhere there was no like draft and like i'm tweeting i was mm-hmm. tweeting and so you know at that time threads weren't a thing and so like i just had to individually tweet and while i was doing that people were responding and so i was kind of it was almost like theater in a way like i felt like i was doing like improv like i had an audience because you know twitter's like instant mm-hmm. so that instant engagement just like kept me going i was like oh they want more you can see the likes you see which part of the story they like more than the right others. and then people like i'd say one thing and they kind of wouldn't engage to that and then i'd tell the next tweet and they'd be like oh yeah elaborate on this and so really the audience kind of we like wrote it together almost <laughs> <laughs> so yeah what what you know during that during that trip like when did you first realize like fuck definitely when uh well well it was a couple at first I was like I was taken back when we went to that really shitty motel as soon as we got there and it was like so nasty like mold roaches I'm like no way so that was just my first like where the fuck am I moment but when I knew I was fucked for real was when he asked us how much money we made after leaving the club I'm like no one has ever in my life asked me besides like my homegirls my yeah. dancer friends when we're in the locker room like what'd you make girl what'd you Not but like give you a ride right <laughs> i'm like whoa that's kind of what i knew and then obviously when he took our fucking phones i don't even know if we included that in the in the film but yeah he took our phones when we got to the nice hotel after the club he was like i need your cell phones i have new ones for you and i was like oh yeah i'm fucked up yeah this is bad <laughs> what do you think was how do you think like this trip was going to end i knew i was going to get home for sure just based off of the dynamic of all these relationships i was like i'm an observer mm-hmm. so i could tell like that i was like the smartest person in the room <laughs> i it was very clear to me so i'm like oh i can outsmart like i'm getting home regardless mm. so at that point i kind of i don't know i guess i'm kind of like an adrenaline junkie in a way i just wanted to see where it was gonna go yeah. I, at some point i was just like and people all often are like why weren't you afraid like he didn't it's crazy to say but like he didn't threaten me if that makes sense i don't know i don't know why we just had this like understanding especially once i like helped her make money it was just like i wasn't even on his radar almost like at that point i was like helping him it was weird but i never i didn't feel threatened by him uh, so i don't know I was there, there like, must have been some sort of an understanding in his head of like i don't own her i own this one right i don't own her right and she doesn't she's not gonna let me own her yeah and i think he could tell because even with the taking my phone situation like i didn't fight i didn't i mean he's like six foot four i'm not gonna fight like mm. take it and so i think just with my calm demeanor he's like 
what's up with this girl? And then when he uh, gave us the burner phones, like I said, they're so stupid. He's like, he wanted us to set, set them up ourselves. So she set hers up and I just kept saying, my phone's not working. My phone's not working. And he went to the Walmart and got a new phone like three times. I just, I never turned it on. Yeah. He's so stupid. Like, he's so stupid. Like, oh, I'm fine. These people are so dumb. Yeah. My f- I think one of my favorite parts of the movies is like where, where in the stories where you realize like you're, you're sucking, you're fucking for that. No, 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 no. This is what we're charging. And then like everything blows up and more business comes in the more you charge. Yeah. And right. <laughs> right? And it was like-, like that for real. Like she, well, I guess he set the price. He made the back page ad for the both of us. But like I said, anytime anyone would call my phone, I'd just act like I couldn't hear them or it wasn't working or whatever the case is. I even told a few guys like, oh, she's with someone right now, maybe in like 30 minutes. And they're like, never mind. I'm, I want someone now. And I'm like, perfect but um yeah i guess he set that price for her and i was like girl this is not a hundred dollars to have sex with you for 30 minutes that is just not that's a waste of time like the only word i had on here before we started was worth in big fucking letters for real. like you knew that i'm like you no way it. yeah and especially and, and it's crazy because we both were dancers so i'm like guys will tip you a hundred dollars on the stage before you even take your top off like what are you doing no way so yeah i made her a whole new setup and like it worked for her but it was crazy to me how she gave him all the money anyways i was like why don't you give him money as if you still made a hundred dollars each hello i didn't think i had to say that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing right i was like wow and then she that whole trip I, she didn't keep a single dollar he didn't give her a single dollar he gave me money yeah. he didn't give her a single dollar i was like where's the respect was there any like conflict of emotions of like because it seemed like you're pissed at her yeah putting you in this position but you also see the situation she's in which is sad and i thought at that that particular in that moment i thought that we had some type of friendship or respect for each other jokes on me i um so i kind of felt bad for her honestly i thought she was a victim i did even in seeing the way things were going i thought she was like brainwashed i mean i've seen pimp and and you know prostitute dynamics plenty of times and you know, they sometimes are like that. And so I, I kind of thought that was her case. I found out later it was not. That's like really something that she, they did a lot. Mm-hmm. Like they were partners. Come she, dance and then it's, yeah, no, we're gonna I try. wasn't the first and I was not the last. Like they, that was their game. That was what they did. Did people reach out to you after the story went yeah. viral and say like, oh, I yeah, I know Z, I know her. Absolutely. A, a lot of women did. And they were like, he did that to me. And a lot of their stories were like extremely dark, like rape and like sex trafficking on a whole nother level. Like he locked me in a room and guys were just coming in and I had no choice. Like it was, he was a dark person. But you weren't worried about any of that for you that night? No, I just, no, it's impossible Mm -hmm. for me. I don't know. I know that sounds so crazy. It's not impossible. It can happen to anyone. Let me correct myself. But in that moment, in that scenario with those people, no way. He'd have to like have a gun to my head or something. Like he's, no. No, I had agency over this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're talking about the the girls like at the clubs after the story goes viral and all and thanking you for telling the stories. And, and definitely like there is a conflict I see on the online where they're the there's all the sex work decrim um, people 
who were talking about like, hey, we should like have this decriminalized so we have the right to do what we want with our bodies. Right. And then you got the people who want all this still criminalized because they're like going from the trafficking angle yeah. and all that. You know, where where do you stand on the conflict of these of these two causes and movements? Well, I it's like it's weird that people even compare the two. It's like these are two completely different conversations. Sex work is sex work. Sex trafficking is sex trafficking. These are not the same. It's like um it's not even a thin line. It's like two completely different. One has consent and one doesn't. I don't driving know. to the bank is driving to the bank and driving NASCAR is driving NASCAR. Right. There's a car involved in both and that's about it. Right. So I'm like, I don't know what the confusion is. Um, obviously, sex trafficking is a conversation that needs to be had. And it's like something that we don't speak on enough, I feel like. And it could happen to anyone. However, sex work is just not that. And I got a lot of like backlash um, from people who felt like I was glamorizing. They, and they said this exact term, you're glamorizing sex work. And I'm like, well, from my perspective, it was pretty fucking glamorous. <laughs> I mean, we drive really nice cars and we wear Chanel and I have some really nice clients. Some of them are politicians. I don't know. It's kind of glamorous <laughs> over here. I don't know. So that's just my experience. Like, I can only speak on my experience and my sex work experience is pretty glamorous. Yeah. Can that be difficult to 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 defend that point of view, which I, I share as well? It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty glamorous. <laughs> but uh, you know they mean sex trafficking, right. but they're using different terminology. Exactly. And, and some of them even coming from, you know, immense pain. Maybe they've gone through it themselves, but yeah. they keep saying like, they keep, you know, equating the two. Is that tough to yeah. like defend one while also, you know, affirming the other? For me, no, because I, I, I'm so... I'm in this realm and I understand the difference and I've been on both sides of the spectrum. I mean, I was in a situation, not just that one, several times where men have tried to, you know, control my sex work, which cha completely changes the tone. And um, I, I, I also think, though, it comes from people who are in sex work by choice. The consent is there, but not because it's glamorous for them or they want to. Like, I do also know some people who they have no other option. Maybe they don't have, you know, the education or they really can't do anything else. And so they kind of feel like that's just what they have to do. And maybe it's not glamorous for them. But so I understand that as well. Mm -hmm. However, again, that's just not my experience. So, you know, it's not difficult for me to, to support or defend either. I just, you know, I know where I stand. So yeah. was that not even like that's the wildest of your stories, I got to imagine. Absolutely not. And that's what I say. I'm no, like, there's not even with this. There's what? No, wait, if you think Can that's... we have a Zola film series? Can we have like a little M like a MCU of, of Zola flicks? Love. So what I'm trying to do right now, actually, I'm trying, I have this concept of um, a book of like short stories written in the same tone that I tell my stories. So the mm. same type of, you know, language that I wrote the thread in and I just want to um, I want to do a book of, of short stories just all of my experiences from like 18 to like 24 because they were fucking insane and I don't know I think I think that would that's like my next go-to I would really love to do that can, sometime. can, can you peek uh, uh, what, something that was possible I can't imagine what was more wild than that I mean, weekend it's been so many times I mean like there was this time where I was um I was dancing at I was dancing at home in Detroit. Everything always starts there. That place is insane, okay? And my 
friend who's a bartender, she was watching my drink for me. I went to the bathroom. I came back and she was like, yeah, I saw that guy like put your drink under the table. I'm just letting you know. And I was like, okay, thank you. Make me another one. So she made me another one and I went back to the table. I made him think I was drinking it. So now I'm like, now I'm plotting on him. I'm like, how dare you? So I'm like, we should get out of here. And I'm acting all ditzy. Like, yeah, we should get out of here. He also had a lot of cash on him. So you know where this is going. I kind mm-hmm. of anticipated taking it. So so we get in the car and he's like, yeah, you can come back to my place. I'm like, okay, well, let's do that. So at this point in the car, I like lean my seat all the way back. I'm acting so drunk or drugged or whatever. And he's buying it. And so we end up going, we said, he's told me we're going to his house and he's like, I'm going to make a quick stop first. I'm like, okay, we're driving for way too long. We're in some shitty neighborhood now and it's like an apartment complex. And he's like, I'm going to go in. I'm just going to get some weed for us to smoke before we go to my house. And I'm like acting passed out. Like I'm not responding, like not responding for real. And so he goes in, he goes inside and I just got this like gut feeling feeling i'm like something's just not right like the neighborhood's really sketchy it's like 2 a.m i'm like what's going on he's in there for like 15 20 minutes which feels like a fucking lifetime and so i just quickly text my friend i'm like you should come pick me up and she's like okay sure send me your location so i sent it to her and i got out of the car i'm like i'm not gonna wait here and see what happens so i get out of the before or after by the way the 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 after story this is after because so, so it's kind of like i'm not getting involved in this shit again no this is after Fool me once this is after <laughs> this is after I, I was 18 19 when that happened i'm like 20 21 now yeah because yeah, i could drink you're experienced so, now you right. know better i'm feeling the energy i'm like something's just off so i text my friend i get out and i just walk to the corner to the like beginning of the subdivision and i'm sitting there waiting for her i'm watching the car And like four guys come out with him and they're like crouched down. Like I said, they think I'm laying down flat in the passenger seat drugged. So they're crouched down like fucking tigers, like crawling up to the car and they surround the car. And then they open, they open my pat the door that I would have been in. And they're like, what the fuck? Where is she? Where is she? And then they're cussing the guy out, the guy who I left with. And he's like, you, you told us you had a girl for us and blah. And I'm like, I'm just standing at the corner. Like, what the fuck was I about to get into? Like, what were they about to do to me? What was we about- know what they were gonna what do? What is to going you? on? And I'm like, oh my god! And they were so upset. They're like pushing each other back and forth. He's like, it was on you tonight. I'm like, tonight. What? Like you? You were supposed to bring the beers. You were supposed to bring pussy. What? Right? Oh yeah. Oh, so god. yeah, that's shit like that. A lot of shit like that happens at the club. A uh- lot. I mean, like, how many times does something go like that before you go, like, maybe this whole thing is a little, you know, let's get camming, you know? Right. I don't know. Um, is, I it was the stories like that that made you get out absolutely. of stripping? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it was stuff like that. Because it was like, no matter how smart I moved, whether I'm one up ahead of you or not, it's still, I found myself in these type of situations. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know what attracts me and the crazies. But well, I mean, maybe it's just the atmosphere of like kind of a strip of a strip. Yeah, club it has to be in that world. It has to be because it's like so many stories like that I have. And so yeah, like, I, if this happened 16 or 17 more times, I'm out of here. It happened like a good 10. And I was like, OK, I think I think I'm going to try camming. I'm, th- I'm going to do this from home. And Le- then it worked. So. Less risk. <laughs> right. Less risk there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, do you, I mean, you find a lot of solidarity with the girls at the clubs when stuff like that maybe goes down? 
Um, see, yes and no, it depends. I had my core group, like I did have my, my friends and we kind of treated it like a, it almost was like we were sorority sisters mm-hmm. in the club. But, you know, a lot of girls, especially the girls that have been there for a while, they like did not, they're like, you're stupid and you're young and you probably shouldn't have been shouldn't have gone anyway it's like it's like a hit or miss with the girl because some girls come to work and they just want to work they don't want friends they don't even like don't talk to their clients because then it's gonna be a problem it's like some girls like that but there were a few who i started we started dancing at the same time so we always kind of stuck together Mm. but yeah so a lot of crazy energy in the club a lot of crazy energy that yeah. scene is so cinematic yeah. like clearly these are all these are all these are all flicks the idea of them crouching down like i can see yeah, the whole thing insane. fling open the door and there's no one there it was insane i couldn't and i was just watching it like what i was five minutes from still being in that car like what they were gonna just drag me out and br- like oh my god and he thought i was passed out so they were gonna carry me in the house and right. just have a night like wow, that it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's so fucking. Sick. But so and, you know, and that's the thing. It's like I think a lot of, like, especially with the movement for like decriminalizing sex work, there are so many people who want to tell these like positive stories, right? Yeah. But like those those stories are real. Those right. are also happening. Yeah, you have to. You have to tell both. So it's like I've had shitty experiences like that, but then I've also had experiences where, you know, Judge What's His Face wants to pay me ten thousand dollars to just come to his hotel room and drink drinks, and maybe something happens, maybe it doesn't. But either way, I'm leaving with ten thousand dollars. Look, with the way so. Michigan, the state of Michigan, is acting these days, I think it would be beneficial if we uh, could ever know <laughs> who Judge What's His Name is. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's a lot of politicians like. I, I feel Listen. like sex workers could come out and really like save the country a little bit and really start being like, hey, here are our clients. Oh, I and, really could. You know what I mean? Like it was just in massive. Like we got Lindsey Graham, sure. But, uh, <laughs> but if we could end mass just out all the fucks. Listen, I could. I could. <laughs> the list is long. <laughs> well, what's a what's a good story that you've had? What's a good experience you've had doing that? Um, um, a good experience I've had, I took a trip out to, oh, I was in Florida, but we went to Miami. Florida's crazy. Miami great, Tampa not so much. Right. And, um, this guy, he was a doctor and, or he is a doctor and he was just really sweet. Like he flew me out. He, um, introduced me to a, a girlfriend of his who was a dancer. She and I ended up dancing at, um, what was the club? It was like the gold room or something like that, downtown Miami. And it was just a great time. Like he took us out after and we went to Club um Club Live. Floyd Mayweather was there. I was like, oh, this is the glamorous side of it that I was telling you about. <laughs> and um, yeah, we just had so much fun. And then we went back to his room after and we had like the world's greatest threesome. And um, sorry, let's rewind. What what entails a world's greatest threesome? Oh, yeah. So (laughs) for a lot of people, they're just happy to have a threesome. Right. I've actually noticed as as being being as having a brand that's whorish. I find people in disbelief of the concept of having in your life multiple threesomes. That's insane. See, a threesome is like so normal for me. I have them all the time. Yeah, they're a good good time. Yeah. Yeah. Good play party, a threesome, whatever. Like, let's do stuff. It makes sense. Um, Someone explained it once really great he was like this some sex educator was giving a talk and he was all like look if you want to have a threesome um all you need like is three people so if you and someone else wants to have a threesome 
you just need to get one other person. Right. Like he so said simple. it. So like, yeah, of course, just get another person. <laughs> so simple. Yeah, we had a great time. And he was into, he likes, you know, chains and whips. And so she and I, we like tied him up and we were, it was really cute. It was a great time. We beat his ass and then we had great sex. Amazing. <laughs> so that was like probably one of my favorite um, out of town sex work experiences. And he paid us $10,000. So like I got paid $10,000 to whoop a guy's ass, have great sex with him and this girl who he introduced me to. And we made money at the club. I was like good for so months. Is it a bonus when like the client like is also good in bed? I imagine yes. it's not frequent. Yes, it's not frequent. Usually it's all me from my experience at least. It's like... They're just, you know, kind of, kind of, I'm at, I'm at work. Okay. Yeah. So I'm really not looking for it to be like mind blowing or anything. As long as I'm getting what I'm asking for, yeah. I'm, I'm content. But when it is good, that's, I'm like, I hope he comes back. Give you a discount. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so there was, there's one, one of the guys in the story is the boyfriend of, of this chick and uh, played by cousin Greg. Mm-hmm. In the movie, which was brilliant, it was just cousin Greg in stud earrings. You know, I mean, it's like it was just like a, a like a lower income cousin Greg. Yeah, Did you watch the session. I don't. You I don't. don't. Oh, Everyone you keeps to. telling me watch some just some random episodes just to watch that actor. Okay. His character is such a dope, but it's the same guy, yeah. but with more money. Yeah, it's that okay. guy with family wealth. Okay, that and it's it's just he's such he's the same dope. <laughs> so when he shows up on screen, we've watched a f- few years of Secession. We're like, oh my god! It's the Everyone keeps saying cousin Greg, cousin Greg. I'm like, I need to watch. You'll it. watch and you'll be like, oh, they did perfect casting. Yeah, on that guy. He uh, killed it. He crushed that he killed it but like but he's kind of this dopey boyfriend who can't get over that he's dating you know an escort he can't get over it right you know have you had and so his name's jared it's like have you had a jared in your life um i i kind of think i'm i'm married a a jared in a way oh um yeah my ex-husband he he was it's it's crazy because we were like we've known each other since like middle the school. The one you fucked calm. The one, yeah, <laughs> that guy. Yes, like, that's a way to phrase it. Yes. So like the our entire dating history, I was a sex worker. I was a stripper. He knew. I mean, he came to my job. Everything was, and then we got married, and it's like he thought somehow making me a wife, I was gonna instantly just be like, okay, sex work's done. But I'm like, that's my that's my job that's what i like doing i enjoy what i do so i don't i don't know why he thought that i I don't know but he kind of became like i guess jealous in a way he's like can you do anything else besides work at the club and i'm like i've been working at this club for four years and now you're upset so he just couldn't like get over it and then he was in denial about it for a while and maybe that's why we just didn't work out i think and she then dances even, ballroom what are you talking about man right <laughs> he was just like no way <laughs> and then um i post content i started posting content online and when i do my live shows there was this one time he was so upset i did a live show and i actually had like this this recording block like you could not record but i don't know people get get through barriers and someone recorded the entire show it was like an hour long the entire show and um, posted it online. I was so pissed. It was on like 
X videos or mm. Pornhub or some shit. I had to, it took months for me to get it down, but it's it's gone now. So he's seen it. He was just like watching porn. Like he was just, you know, watch doing his thing. And he came across it and he was so mad. He came in the room and he's like, you put your porn on Pornhub. I thought you weren't, I thought you were just doing dancing online. And I was like, yeah, you knew. So you thought I was in there moaning because I was dancing? Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whatever you gotta tell yourself. Sure. <laughs> so then, how that uh, how that relationship finally end? Um, he just I don't know. It's insecurities. He started assuming I was cheating on him when, like I said, I left the club and was doing everything online mm-hmm. at that point. So I wasn't even meeting clients face to face anymore. It was none of that. Um, I started. I would communicate with them. I mean, like Facetime and yeah. talk, and you know, that's what they. That's, that's you have to do it. That's People, my job. Like, what am I going to do? Not like that's how we close a deal, right? We make you think we're so interested, Hello? and then you close it, right? If I, if it's just all business tone, like you think I'd make good money, no, right? Yeah. And so he didn't. He just didn't like it. He's I say like, me, like I. Well, I mean, what am I talking about? <laughs> he just didn't like it, and he thought he started thinking I was. I'm like, I'm, yeah. I can't cheat on you with a guy who's paying for me to go on a date. Like I'm not. Cheating, I'm working. So it just, he started calling it cheating and one thing after another. And then one day I was just minding my business in our home and there was a knock at the door and they're like, here's divorce papers. And I was like, babe, we're getting divorced? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, so that's how that went. How'd you feel? How'd you feel about that? It was kind of shitty. I was like, you weren't. We weren't going to talk about it. You weren't going to tell me. Like, mind you, he's in the kitchen making dinner. Me and our kids sitting here watching TV. It's like a normal day. I'm just answering the door, and they're like, "Yeah, you've been served." I'm like, "Wait, what?" It was, you know, but it was a wake up call, I guess. I'm like, okay. I mean, Hmm. were you you more? Were you more upset about? Him wanting to get divorced or just the way in which he served you? I was upset about the way in which he served me. But also it's like we hadn't even talked in depth. Like he said he voiced what he didn't like. And I was kind of like, well, it, that's not changing. And I guess that was just it for him because I'm like I'm. there was no compromising. But sex work is such a big part of me. It's like I found my sexuality through sex work. I'm comfortable in sex work. It's like all my friends are sex workers. I'm also the Zola. Right. It's like, come on. Like, you knew this. So now you want me to just change my entire way of living, basically, to cater to you and your male ego. I can't do it. So it was really the way in which he did it. It's like there was no conversation. There was no... Why, you know, I can't, if just if he just would have said, you know, I really can't do it, then okay, I'm not going to hold you hostage in yeah. a marriage you're not happy. However, you just serve me at our home. Like, can you give me a chance to get an apartment or something? Like, what is going on? But yeah, yeah it was a really shitty way to do it. And how have you dated since then? Oh, I've dated just fine. Yeah, um, yeah I was I'm single. I was, you know, I went through the depressive uh, morning ex-wife <laughs> stage for about a year and then um, they got a new relationship, had another baby. Everything was good. Uh, now she's just dating. She's just, you know, I'm kind of a serial dater these days. Mm. Yeah, yeah. She's dating. She's a bachelorette. Yeah. So do you have, you have someone now? I have a couple someones now. Oh, oh sorry. Di- wait, she's a, wait, she's the bachelorette. Or you, wait. Me, me, you're the bachelorette. Yeah, okay, yeah. You got just, some someones. Yeah, I have some someones. Um, no one's like, my, I think I have my favorite. I have my eye on who could possibly be be the the one to to call my boyfriend, but I'm just dating, you know, 
And they're like, all the chill? The way I date is like, sing, you know, as a single chick, it's like you, you date a couple, mm-hmm. you know, and see who you like the most. That's how you date. So that's the stage I'm in right now. What do you like about the, the, the front runner? Um... Oh, you know, we, okay, so we understand each other, like, artistically. He's an artist, so we relate when it comes to music and fashion and, you know, and then he's he got involved in my sex work with me. We make content together. Oh, is he, is he, is he the dick I, I, I saw him probably recently? Yeah, and it's such a pretty one. I think he's, I think that's also adds to it. He's, like, my favorite dick right now. <laughs> it's great. It's, I was like, we got to get this on camera. Yeah. He was like, okay. I'm I'll like, fill out oh, the paperwork. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, no problem. I'm like, okay. <laughs> what do you like about the 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 most dark horse candidate? Uh, what's he? What's like the one thing he's got going for him that keeps him in the mix? He's rich. <laughs> <laughs> he's the richest one. I really could. I really want to cross him out, but because he's so arrogant, he's an ass. He thinks he knows like everything. It's like. Every conversation with him is a debate. I'm like, I'm not debating with you. Like, I'm telling you. This is a, every time we talk, we both end up on Google. Like, is it's the dumbest shit. Like, he'll tell me something, like, and I'll have to, I'm like, that's, it's not illegal to do whatever stupid shit he just said. And now I'm on Google. Is it illegal to drive with your lights on? It's like the dumbest shit. He's just like, thinks he's a walking encyclopedia and i hate that but but he is a walking <laughs> bank so i have to deal with it i have to deal with it unfortunately is i mean does that go in the is like walking bank like he'll just give you cash or is yeah. this like he just gets you stuff like what's he's, he's, how do you negotiate that he just gives me cash you he, ask he, like hey babe can i get a grant if anything i ask for he gives it to me so it's like how mad can i really be anything it doesn't matter how ridiculous it is i mean i asked uh not too long ago i'm like can you pay for me and my my friends we want to go on a trip and he's like sure where do you guys want to go and i'm like uh we want to go where did we end up going to la Mm. i'm like we want to go to la we just it was someone's birthday or whatever the case and i'm like i'm not paying for it like and i'm like can you just get us an airbnb get our flights get us a car you know is he going and right and he goes sure what day do i need to take (sighs) off work i said oh no 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 it's just me and the girls and he's like, sure. I'm like, oh my goodness. No. I mean, there's no pushback. But then you want to fucking argue about whether or not it's illegal to ride a giraffe in Texas. It's like, get it, it together. It feels like a little bit of just richer Jarrett energy. Yeah. You know, pretty much. like, okay, fine. But I'm going to hold on to his resentment. It's going to come out with me jumping off, want to jump Forever. off a balcony. Then we came back. It's like, I won't hear the end of it. But he keeps doing it. So yeah. I'm like, you like it. Is there so. any part of him like you like? Like, like do you enjoy his company? Like, he or do you we, view this more do, as a client than a boyfriend or than a guy you're seeing? I would. I, it's like somewhere in the middle. Yeah. It's like my definition of what like a sugar daddy would be. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the middle, because like he's not a client. We do go out. We have fun when we go out. But he's like, like I'm not like, ooh, I, I love you. Be my like, no, no way. No. And how does the the front runner feel about all that? I'm I'm not quite sure. I mean, they don't know about each other in death. Until they now. know. They know. <laughs> they know they're not the only ones, but they don't. They don't know Blinders who on. is who. Blinders. They don't want. Yeah, like, I, I don't, don't think don't they want to know. They don't. They don't need to know. Mm-hmm. They don't need to know. Are you a monogamous person? Uh when I'm in a relationship, yes. Yeah. 
right now well, no. yeah i mean yeah i mean like when we're when we're in a something committed yeah oh yeah when something's committed absolutely but like right now it's like no just like no no yeah. no she's like i said i'm serial dating so mm. serial fucking too just come test it and we're good we're good to go <laughs> <laughs> how'd you feel about the the portrayal of you in the flick i love so crazy story we uh, we as in Janixa and myself, the director oh. and myself, we like had our eyes set on Taylor separately and didn't even know. What'd you see her in? So, uh, well, I watched Hit the Floor. I was a huge Hit the Floor fan. Okay? okay. So that's how I even knew who she was. That's how, that was my introduction to Taylor Page. That's how I, you know, recognized her. However, when um, the story ended up going viral, I don't know. Oh, you said you didn't see the thread itself first. Not, so in, not at the time. Yeah. At that point, um, people were, you know, Twitter, they were casting the film already. There's not even and a film And there was yet. no film, but they were casting it. And so people who were in the, and um, to play me, it was like Kiki Palmer. I saw her a lot. Megan Good, I saw a Megan lot. Um, I saw... Um, and then I, they put Taylor Page, and I just fell in love with. They did one. It was Taylor Page, Idris Alba, the the white chick who was in. Idris would have done well. In that you know? I mean, I love Domingo in that. He's oh, he he's one of those actors it. you see he's him amazing. in shit, you never know his name, but he's excellent all he's the amazing. time. Amazing. But Idris would have. Yeah, they had Idris, and then for mm. Jess, they had a. Uh, I forget her name. I hate that I always forget her name, but she was in Hustle and Flow, the white girl. Uh, she with the braids in that movie. I forget her name, okay. but she she plays a very texture sugar daddy. He'll argue with you about who it was, right? <laughs> <laughs> so and when that cast, I like fell in love with. I was like, uh-huh. ooh, if it's ever a thing, I want it to look like that. But that's when I saw Taylor Page, and I was like, yeah. And I just never got it out of my brain. So then, to my surprise. Janixa like seen Taylor at a party and she was just like, that's it. That's my Zola. That's mm-hmm. Zola. And so Taylor didn't even know like what Janixa was thinking or doing, but Janixa's like sneaking pictures of her. She's like, that's Zola. And Taylor's like, what the fuck are you doing? But that's how that happened. And then when Janixa told me, she's like, I think, it, you know, Taylor's coming in to audition. Taylor told me, actually, she's like, I'm auditioning to play you. I hope you're OK with that. And I was like, girl, I'm. I'm not taking no for an answer. Like, it's done. And so I ended up telling Janixa and, like, everybody else. I'm like, I don't want nobody else. Like, she, she's auditioned. I hope she gets it. Like, I'm telling you. Because otherwise we're going to have a fight. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want nobody else. And they're like, well, we still have auditions. I'm like, I don't care. Exactly. Because there's something about you, Zola, that, like, you're going to get what you want. Yes. And people, again, and maybe this is what Z saw as well, is, like, you're gonna you we can't argue with this no like you're gonna figure out how you're getting yours i was like there's no it's done it's completely done and then i saw the list of people who did audition um and it was a good list it was some very very great actresses however Mm. i said taylor i want taylor bring Mm -hmm. me taylor and it was taylor so she did good i think she really and we got really close over the the course of her i guess studying me um we ended up she's like my soul sister i call her but we got so close she really wanted to you know do me justice and she did it's like in the face with me it's my facial expressions Mm. and she like nailed it so i'm so so happy with how she did yeah and what do you what are you looking forward to in the future this uh, this is you know the movie is great and like people keep talking about it so it's like 
what now it's it's such a good position to parlay into to the next stuff. Yeah, like I said, I would love this concept of of all of my sex capades, I call them, um, in in book form and in film form. Mm-hmm. I I I guess I'm good at writing. Let me find out. Yeah. So to my surprise, I would love to continue doing that. Um, you know, I'm still very much an artist of all sorts. So I have my music and I'm always going to do my sex work. Always. I don't care. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. You, you don't You don't think like doing OnlyFans is, look, I'm already like, uh, am I never going to be on Comedy Central because like I showed my butthole? No is that way. Be a problem? That's you know? not a problem at all. Barriers have been broken down. Okay. And that's why I was so happy. Another thing with the film and casting, mm-hmm. they didn't tell me that they would like, they know I'm a die-hard T.S. Madison stan. I love T.S. Madison. She is like, I call her my fairy godmother. Okay. I love her. I've always loved her. And so they didn't tell me, they as in Janixa and Jeremy and everyone who worked on the film, they didn't tell me that she was, they did not tell me. So the first time I seen it at a private screening out in LA, it was just us. They were showing me for the first time ever. And she popped up on the screen and I was like, Oh my God, it's T.S. Madison. (laughs) And so now to just see her journey over time, I mean, see where she started in porn and then now here she is and she has her talk show and she's in my movie and she's doing so many other things. It's like, I've always kind of looked up to her. So that's not a problem. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, those barriers are broken. We're done with the stigmas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, like, um, if there's one story that could like become a movie next, if there was a next Zola movie and Taylor's going to go off and be on the next escapade, yeah. which, which one would you want it to be? What would be like the, the pitch line? Oh, man. Probably there was a time and it was shortly after that as well. Mm-hmm. And I like how Janixa ended up like kind of leaving a cliffhanger because that wasn't even the end. Like yeah. you saw, you know, the thread continued after that. So, um, because yeah, they didn't get into the Vegas story where like they, right. they get caught in and Vegas really and they were happened. trying to traffic Although more chicks. I wasn't there. No, they did traffic more. No, chicks. no, I That's said, yeah, they, they got... tried to traffic more. Oh, chicks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they it all got really... caught, right? And so, we didn't, you know, they didn't get into that. So, um, but when I got home and I did go eventually go back to work, and it was like I was maybe back at work for like two weeks, and I had one of the most terrifying, even more terrifying than that. With this guy who um, I actually went by myself. I don't know why I always do crazy things by myself. Like (laughs) I went with this guy by myself and he convinced me. He gave me like $5,000 to leave the club. So he's like, hey, you should come with me. I'm going to go to this party after. And I'm like, why not? And he's like, what would you make if you stayed at work? And I'm like, I'd make at least $2,000 tonight. And he's like, I'll give you five if you leave right now. And I was like, what? So I ended up leaving with him. But this party that he was supposed to be taking me to, we ended up driving like two, three hours away from the city, from where I live, yeah. where I work. And it's like, I don't know why I didn't speak up. I don't know. Maybe because I was young. I don't know. But I didn't even like, I wasn't like, get me out of this car, turn around. I just let him drive me three hours somewhere. And that experience in itself, I won't give it all away, but sure. where we went and what happened, it was like some, it was very weird. It was that his name was RJ. I'll never forget it for as long as I live. That was terrifying. So yeah, he had me in a place. It was like a huge mansion. He tells me it's a party 
It wasn't it wasn't a party. It wasn't an ordinary party. Ooh. And I did not I ended up not like he it was insane. I don't even know how to continue. It's like, I, mean, I don't yeah, want to get, get already the juicy. there. It's a man pays you $5,000 to drive you three hours to a party that ends up not being a party. Yeah, Boom. I'm in. The, I'll buy a listen, ticket. Listen, it was insane. So yeah, <laughs> that shit. That would be a good one. That would look good. <laughs> that is wild. That is wild. Do you have an extra like 10-ish yeah, minutes? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought it'd be interesting. <clears throat> I wanted to ask you maybe about um, like how to know your worth in uh, in a variety of ways, whether it's uh, you know pussy and life yeah. or prof- you know, et cetera, in relationships. Okay. But uh, for now, uh, Patreon people, you all can hear that tomorrow. But for now, you know, Zola, where can people go find you? Uh, so Instagram, it's at Zolar Moon, Z O L A R Moon. Um, Twitter, same, it's the same thing, Zolar Moon. Um, and then my OnlyFans, same, Zolar Moon with an underscore at the end. And um, that's all the places I am. And then my music's on iTunes. Just look up Zola. It's there. I have a little EP right now. More will be coming. And um, that's how you can find me. Keep following. Go check out the movie Zola. I think it's available now. Like you can stream it if you want. I saw it in theater. Great on a big screen. Yes. But uh, watch the movie. It's it was one of my favorites uh, to see in the post quar. I was very happy. <laughs> like it was one of the only movies I've seen before Omicron hit. And then yes. I was like, yeah. But I was like, Fuck, <laughs> this was so good. And if you like sex work story, like it's just amazing. Even if you don't know anything about, like yeah. if you don't know a hoe in your life, you will love. I feel like there's something the in there for everybody. It's it's a it's a thriller comedy. Yeah. You know, it's it's amazing. And then ch- check follow her on those places so we can you know. Um, see the next big thing but uh, Patreon people I got a bonus out for you tomorrow for now Zola why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody thank you for having me bye you guys okay don't lie you're at least just a little bit inspired by Zola by Asia King by this ooh this stripper rock star come on now Wow. If you want to learn more from the woman, we got a bonus episode coming out exclusively on Patreon tomorrow. We're talking all about how to know your worth. And we're not just talking about dollar signs. Knowing your worth is about uh, not just money, but it's about power. It's about influence. My $5 and up fan whores on Patreon, you get access to over 200 bonus episodes of the Man Whore Podcast. You get the Zola one talking about knowing your worth. You get the Venus Cuckoldress bonus episode where we're just talking about bulls. You even get the bonus episode recapping my Jamaica sex trip with my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend. Kind of weird. Um, Talk about it later. So get access to any and all of that and support the podcast that you love at patreon.com slash man podcast. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash you know what the deal is. Uh, what'd you think about this week's episode? You know, I mean, Zola is famously on Twitter. I am way less famously on Twitter. We both love checking out those notifications. Shoot us a tweet. Let us know what you thought about the pod. I'm at the Billy Presida. She's at underscore Zola R Moon. And again, the movie Zola, like if you haven't seen it, it's on Hulu. It's on Showtime. I think you can even rent it on Amazon. Have you been wanting access to a sex positive community of like minded individuals? Well, then look no further than the Champagne Room, our wonderful free Discord server. Join us in any one of our channels, including the episode discussion channel, and introduce yourself today at manhorpod.com slash discord. It's a damn good time. One member, uh, you know, randomly just super low-key dropped the information that like he used to be able to suck his own dick.
we all had questions. Uh, if you want to share your your comments, your questions, your reactions, your titty pictures, any and all that is welcome at manhorpod at gmail.com. You may just hear your email on the show. Last but certainly not least, look, you know, Zola, you should be on her OnlyFans. Okay, we get it. You think she's a hottie? Go pay for her OnlyFans. Do you also think I'm a hottie? You do? Well, you're wrong. But if you're wrong, come on over. It's free to follow at OnlyFans.com slash CallMeBilly. Next week, y'all are in for quite the fucking treat. Next week, I have got on the OG MILF, nailing Sarah Palin herself. Next week, you're going to hear me chat with Lisa Ann. Strap the fuck in and stay slutty. Are you looking to start a podcast? Want to use audio as a marketing tool for your small business? Enjoy free credits when you use my promo code Billy at Libsyn.com. That's Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, or click the link in the show notes.